Hello, I'm Constitutional Attorney Katherine Henry, and welcome to the Constitution Segment Recap for Season 2, Episode 20 of Restore Freedom Weekly. This week, we talked about protecting your rights before and during an appeal. Now, this is just the simple recap, so if you want to hear that full discussion and all the sources involved, please check out that full episode, the link for which is on slide 2 of today's presentation, and the link for the slideshow is in the description of today's segment. So, protecting your rights before and during an appeal. Appeals can only be filed and won by attorneys, right? Wrong. There's no need to think about the requirements for an appeal until you've lost your case, right? Wrong. In this week's episode, we walked you through the what and how of appeals so you don't lose your rights before you've realized what it even takes to protect them. As always, by 10 o'clock in the morning on the Tuesdays before our shows, we post the Tuesday true or false question of the week. We post that to Telegram and YouTube. This week's question was, you can always appeal when your case is over, so there's no need to think about appellate strategy when your case is just in the trial court true or false. Again, make sure to check those out on Telegram and YouTube and answer those every week to participate in a little bit of Tuesday, true or false. The when and where of appeals we've already discussed in prior episodes. This slide will give you direct links to five prior episode videos as well as slideshows or PDFs that went along with those particular topics to help you again through the when and where of appeals. This week though we covered the what and how of appeals. The what being well that a law was violated or that something went wrong procedurally. And because you're appealing something that was done wrong at the lower court the issue has to be brought up in the lower court first generally speaking. So we talked about that most appellate issues must be preserved for appeal, which means that they must be first presented to that trial court before you're able to raise them on appeal. So when you figure out that you have a need for an appeal, well, the first thing you need to do is identify the substantive issue. What is it that you're asking the court to address? And once you have that identified, you need to then figure out, well, did I make sure to raise this at the trial court level first? If you didn't, it may be too late, but there might still be time for you to file a motion or bring it up on the record in some way in front of the trial court. Now, there's an exception to this rule, and that's subject matter jurisdiction. I have a U.S. Supreme Court case here that we talked about. I've also got some Michigan Court of Appeals and Michigan Supreme Court cases uh, in the slides here to show you as well. But the basic rule is this. Subject matter jurisdiction involves the power of the court to hear a case. If the court has no subject matter jurisdiction, it cannot issue any um, legally binding orders or judgments as, as at all. In fact, it's as though that judgment or order never even existed when a judge issues an order or takes some sort of action without having the required subject matter jurisdiction. This particular issue, subject matter jurisdiction or the lack of it, cannot be forfeited or waived by someone. It's not something you can simply agree to be okay with. And you can't be stopped from raising the issue at any point along the way, at the trial court level or even later on. So, um, and I did have in there some additional uh, United States Supreme Court precedent talking about this very subject. It is binding all across the U.S. So no state court can uh, exercise jurisdiction and issue orders on a case 
without having subject matter jurisdiction. Again, we've talked about subject matter jurisdiction in prior uh, episodes as well. So we didn't go into a ton of detail about that. But now what about the how of an appeal? And this is also something that's super important. So the what you've discussed, what your what's the issue? What went wrong? What law was broken? What procedural rule was violated? And what do you want the court to do about it? Well, you need to know how to bring this information in front of the court. So with appeals, you typically have your general rules of court that will apply. Uh, you often will have civil court rules that will apply. If it's a criminal case, criminal court rules may still apply even on appeal, but certainly the appellate rules. That is the first and foremost chunk of your state's court rules that you want to look at when it comes to filing an appeal. Now, which Michigan documents are needed when you file an appeal? It can be kind of convoluted and complicated, but in Michigan, there's the as with most jurisdictions, there's two tracks. You either have the right to appeal or you have to ask the court's permission to appeal. Uh, either way, the court has created itself, created a checklist for you to be able to walk through what you need to file in order to get those appeals going. There's also a jurisdictional checklist the court has put on their website and a bunch of forms, uh, all relating specifically to appeals, all in one section of their website. All of these are links on this particular slide. In Florida, they don't have any specific um, forms like we just talked about Michigan having. Uh, so I've put together the list. When you have an appeal, these are the documents that you need to be able to file. You um, also may want to file or may need to file these additional list of documents, um, but it's just dependent on the case. Again, we talked more specifically about these in the full video. So. We're talking about the how of appeals and really giving you that broad overview so you know what you need to know about appeals long before you're even thinking something in your life might need to lead to an appeal. Um, and so, again, these aren't things you need to memorize, but just know the basic concepts. When you file an appeal, you need to have a cover sheet, table of contents, your citations or authorities, the statement of the case and of the facts. This is an important one because this is where you're going to demonstrate to the court to your appeals court what you did at the trial court level to preserve your issue for appeal. What happened? Uh, did you object? Did you file motions? What did the trial court rule? You're going to lay all that out here. And so keep that in mind. You need to be able to convince the court later on in an appeal that you did everything you needed to to protect that right at the trial court level. You also need to be able to give a short conclusion with uh, the precise relief sought. So you need to be able to lay it out for the appeals court. What is the problem and what is it you're asking them to do? Okay, so a law was violated. Are you asking them to overturn a particular judgment or set aside a court order? Are you asking for what? what is it? What is it that you're asking the, the appeals court to do? And did you preserve that right? So those are the biggest questions that are involved uh, in this how to write a brief that come up that you need to be thinking about long before your case ever even looks like it might be heading to an appeals court. So the last piece on how to write an appeal, you need to be able to identify the issues and organize your brief if you ever need to get to that point. So you need to be thinking long before an appeal is even in the picture 
I would say, long before you even get to having some sort of a case, criminal or civil, you need to be thinking about constitutional issues. Specifically, reread the U.S. Constitution, First Ten Amendments, and the Fourteenth Amendment, as well as your state constitution's Declaration of Rights. You need to reread those several times to master those rights that are constitutionally protected. If you want to see some examples of how constitutional rights or constitutionally protected rights are um, organized within a brief and discussed uh, on appeal, you could check out the Ormond Beach brief that I just filed in Florida this month or the one I filed in Michigan last June. And you'll be able to check out how the different constitutional issues are used to um, organize the entire rest of the brief and what you're asking the court to do. I did include a lot of other things to get you uh, to remember topics we've talked about before in the past. Uh, I've left these slides uh, that are gray and tan in there from prior episodes and discussions that we've had. So they're just for reference for you. I'm going to leave them in here, but not talk about them today. Um, these are the links directly to all of the case documents and specifically the Allegan County and the Ormond Beach case documents. If you just need to take a step back and look at all of the prior documents that I filed um, in those cases. But that true or false question we talked about, the answer is false because most issues are not appealable if you don't raise them properly in the trial court. And many judges, unfortunately, don't adhere to the law. So while you should hope for the best, you should prepare for the likelihood of needing to appeal. Bottom line, raise all of your legal arguments in writing or on the record to preserve them for a possible appeal. All right, watch that full episode from this Tuesday. Check out that Wednesday way to get involved challenge we shared with you yesterday. And of course, come back tomorrow for our Friday Freedom Fighting Tools. Thanks so much, everyone. Have a great day. Make sure to like, follow, subscribe, and share. Restore freedom.